brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The following podcast is brought to you exclusively by the Arad Rob Radio Network. A hard-hitting, in-depth, cutting-edge look into the world of bowling. This podcast will not only cover all things bowling, but will also give you a raw look into real-life issues. You'll get unfettered access into the mind of one of the most gifted bowlers of this or any other generation. So without further ado, let's introduce you to the hosts of the show. Rad Rob, Rob Francois. Rad Rob, Rob Francois. Dr. Ocho. Dr. Ocho. And the incomparable Johnny Petraglia Jr. Johnny Petraglia Jr. Hey guys, welcome back to Straight Up 5 with Johnny. Petraglia Jr., I am your host, Rad Rob, Rob Francois. We are back in the studio this week. No longer on location. Oh, Joe, what are you doing? Jesus Christ, we just started the show. You're already on your phone. Joining me as always is my co-host, the man with the golden mask and the big red wiffle bat. The resident doctor of Straight Up 5, Dr. Ocho, the Ochoist. Good evening, sir. I'm helping out our comrade, is what I was doing. Oh, Nikolai Volkov? That's good. Yes. No, I I do not support Russia. I'm not a sympathizer (laughs) and... I don't have a stake in the Ukraine issue either, so leave that out of it. But no, I'm just trying to help a comrade that uh, you 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 just keep making fun of and giving dumb suggestions to, while you cancel every other show. Also joining us is the third man, but he is the number one man. He's whatever he comes here to listen to. He is the one and only sexiest man in the world. Still, still incapacitated. But he's a pro, and he's here every goddamn week, and so are we. It is Johnny Petraglia Jr. Good evening, Johnny. Good evening, gents. You know, oddly enough, as much as I love going live and having everybody there in person and the interaction and all that, I'm actually looking forward to another studio session because I feel like I can be a little bit more unfettered. Yes, completely unfettered. This could be one of those episodes where our hardcore listeners can come in and just be like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? It's going to be one of those episodes for me because, honestly, as as you just said, Rob, it's it's been a uh, it's been a tough trek these these last few weeks and uh, no end in sight, seemingly as I still can't sit or stand. So, 
figured uh, be, I'll be the first one to say that I don't have much to talk about in the world of bowling because I've kind of been more of a selfish, self-centered asshole sticking to my sticking to myself and wa- watching nothing but candle pins in uh, my incapacitated state over the last few weeks. So maybe we can bullshit about that also when we talk about bowling stuff. Sorry for my opening rant there, but mainly the gist of that was just to let everybody know that tonight. If my heart's not here for bowling, it's okay because we still have a kick-ass show because we are uh, three intelligent men, and uh, there we go. <laughs> you know, last week we talked why, about your. Why apologize? By the way, I mean that's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, your show. You man. don't have to. Yeah, it's it's your show, John. You can do whatever right, you want. Fuck them. Fuck them. I'm mm-hmm. hurting tonight. You guys can listen later. Well, now that the unfetteredness has started, uh, we talked about your balls last week, Johnny. But how's how's Big Johnny doing? I mean, you know, you're down and you're down and out. If you. Uh, you still able to get it up and get any? Or I mean, what's what's going on downstairs? What the hell is going on? I thought you were talking about my dad. So did I. Jesus Christ, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I'm still only 38, so I mean that's that's not an issue. Okay. Um, it's that's actually good. one of the things that keeps me going in life. So, but uh, honestly, though, like in all seriousness, my I did I did speak to my dad and, and Big John uh, actually finished uh, third in the final grandmasters senior tournament of the season in um in new jersey he uh he led his division this the 75 and over division but he went uh plus 189 for seven games and i think the second qualifier in that age division was joe krakovich at plus 12 joe krakovich no so, shit yeah and uh, dad wound up making it to the round of three. And then he said he lost to two of the younger guys from the 50 to 59 division. I said, oh, what were their names? And he goes, oh, I, I can't remember. I'm like, dad, you bowled them like two hours ago. He's like, yeah, you know, I, I didn't really get a chance to get their names. I'm like, okay. Your dad was in the zone, man. Who cares? If he doesn't give a fuck if he's bowling. He's in the zone. Yeah, he was excited. He went and he bowled in a cash tournament, and he's like, "Yeah, they handed me cash right on the spot. It was it was great. Nice. That's good. No, to see. no worrying about beating up the promoter to try and find the coin or anything. That's that's <laughs> nah. this is the old school way, man. This is like this is like him doing like a uh, pot bowling and uh, you know with the mafiosos in the sixties or whatever. <laughs> I shouldn't have yeah, said that I, part. <laughs> no, it's perfect. I mean, it's, it's exactly it's, right. It's literally what happened. So, um, have you talked about like? When he you know wants to hang up the shoes or like that, or does he does he have like an exit strategy or just bowl until he can't do it anymore? Uh, he's well, he'll never quit. Right, there's, there's, there'll never be a true hanging of the shoes. Like he'll never leave his shoes on yeah. the lane like after a throw or something like that. Like you know, <laughs> wrestlers do or right. like um, what's what's happening? Yeah, totally. What's what's happening with dad is just the the natural course of time. Is is the only thing stopping dad now? Like, you know, you get older, your, your knees don't bend as much. Right. You can't. Well, stand that's also, but, but all, and and bowling again, you don't use. Uh, you know, in, in other sports, uh, granted, no one's uh, you know playing football at age seventy four or whatever. But it's such, it's so unique that you you use the most obscure muscles. You use only accessory muscles. In in ninety percent of bowling, and it's asymmetrical. So the stuff that you don't hear about, and and most of the problems are asymmetrical. It's like, okay, he's lefty, so it's his right knee, but his left shoulder. It's his you know right ankle, but it's his left wrist. You know, there's so many asymmetrical things where you can't uh, 
you you can't pinpoint something like that or the rehab is hard because again to rehab an accessory area is so minute because there's other big muscles that try and group it for it and and compensate you know we're big golf you're big golf fans too uh Ocho, I mean, does that kind of play into golf too? You see a lot of, you know, seniors. Very similar. Seniors very, still playing. Very similar. But they'll go out and still putt the ball around. I mean, yeah. that's not truly playing. Like, I don't know. I don't know many golf leagues. You know what I mean? I know <laughs> uh, people that go out in their normal foursome every week. Yeah. But it's also like Johnny Sr. is going to be on a bowling league, you know, until he's 95 years old. As long as he yeah, can, God right. bless him, right? I mean, what the hell? Yeah, it keeps him active you know, at man, least. I was just, I was just going to say that it, it's been through my observation. I'm, I'm assuming this is proven, but people, people that continue to stay active in at least something as they get older tend to live longer lives. They have something to look forward to. We've talked about that in past shows, and you know whether my dad is in the lanes practicing for a senior event that's coming up, or he's just going there to hang out with the guys that run the desk at, at, at uh, Justin and uh, Tom Russo's place, you know, at Rev Rates. He's, he's trying to be around the element that he so knows and loves and where his time and commitment to his sport, like, comes back to him. So I think, like Oach said, yeah, he'll, he'll at least attempt to bowl for as long as he can physically walk. Because aside from that and playing golf, my dad don't really do much of anything else that is athletic. Remember no. Rocky too when he uh, when he he technically retired and then he mic- he wanted to work at the gym because he said he had to be around it and it's not not that he's retired but like it's such a part of his as much of it's a part of your life like I mean geez uh, your dad's got you by forty something years so that's how much longer it's been a part of his life so it's I'm not saying it's all he knows but that's what that's where he's the most comfortable obviously and that's what everything has given i don't i shouldn't say given him because he's earned it bad choice of words he's earned everything he got from bowling but that's where his bread was buttered and you know it's like it's like sticking to what you know absolutely johnny let me ask you this uh does he coach at all does he mentor anybody he he has his uh, namesake scholarship league for kids aspiring to bowl in college, and he'll help out. My dad doesn't like. Okay, my dad hates giving bowling lessons. Like, okay. he'd rather sew his head to the carpet than give. I a can, bowling I can speak from experience. He hated even talking about bowling or like uh, not not talking about bowling. He loved telling stories. What he hated was. As people asking him advice, and that was how he never minded sitting next to me because I'd start ripping on whoever walked over to him, not knowing that they're, you know, so interested in hearing from a legend. I'm just like, man, poor guy. It's midnight. Let him drink his wines. You know, go. I mean, this is before YouTube, so I couldn't say go watch videos, but like. <laughs> He he would he would say like I understand like I'm at the I didn't mean to cut you off JP but like no it's fine I, I, this is literally this is firsthand experience and factual information that he said like I know it I I, I understand I'm in the bowling alley but it's you know it's 11:30 at night and some guy's gonna bring his 15 year old kid in here to throw a bowling ball in front of me and I got to give him advice after four throws and like I just bowled league. I'm on my second glass of wine. And why is your kid here at 1130 at night? (laughs) And it would be something like that. And I'm like, man, you know, I was here because there was a bar. You're here for a whole different reason. You just want to be here because it's a bar. So I get it now. Right. 
the reason I ask you that, Johnny, is because, you know, to correlate back to wrestling, you know, the little thing that we did in the beginning, a lot of wrestlers end up being producers for matches or, you know, training down at their facility in Orlando and, and, you know, they have a wealth of knowledge they want to give back. I mean, who better to learn from than obviously your dad, but apparently he doesn't like it. Yeah. Like I said, my, there's a lot of things about my dad that are, that are like, a, I've, I've questioned in that respect. Like, like I've said to him a million times, I'm like, dad, you go to the bowling alley, you're in the bowling alley six times a week and you're friends with everybody and everybody wants to be around you and you're there for five hours, six days a week. Why don't you give three bowling lessons a day and charge a hundred an hour? Like you can make yourself an extra four grand a month yep. to stand there and, and, and teach. And his answer is always, yeah, I don't want to, it's not worth it. Well, let me ask like, you so, this. And that's everything. Like he didn't want to, he wasn't into investing in that bowling center on Long Island, Sports Plus, that awesome facility that they had. He wanted nothing to do with it. He wants nothing to do with uh, saving Internet passwords and having to give his Social Security card <laughs> number or his credit card information on a computer. So, like, he... Uh, he, he my dad left behind point. a little bit. It sounds he, like he, he made this decision. He decided that he was going to be left behind about 20, 25 years ago. That's when he decided it was okay to just be left behind. In his so, defense, in his defense, would it be easy for, I don't want to say easy. It's easy for him to do it. Cause he's a, a, we're all world bowler, but like the, the game is different. Would his method of teaching be useful? Nah, that's useful. Of course he could. You learn it from Johnny Petraglia. Like, of course here's here's a great answer. Mechanically, maybe it's different because he'd say change your hand position and the whole thing is change bowling balls. This answer directly ties into Rob's initial question. My dad, my dad has had coaches here and there throughout his career. He worked with Roger Gardner for a long time, who was a, a, a local celebrity. He was taught, uh, he used to take lessons at a very young age from Andy Verapapa, the famous Andy Verapapa. But overall, in my dad's career, my dad's never had a coach. My dad has always been, he's, he's got the, the basics to go by, the, the traditional things that you should do as a bowler. But everything else is all feel. He he has. If you look at the grip and his bowling ball, that is so badass. I don't even that. That is so. <laughs> but this is right like, there. and this is exactly why he hates coaching because he can't explain how he does what he does because he did he he doesn't. He's not observant. He's observant of the intricacies that are far beyond what any novice player would understand, and he can't dummy it down enough. And he also can't bring somebody who's not a field player and somebody who is more mainstream looking for the basics and, like, the logistics behind something. He can't teach that. So what he'll do is he'll walk up to a 15-year-old girl's dad and say, you know, Scott, I, uh, if you don't mind, I, I just, I've been observing something after watching uh, Mary Sue Bowl for the last three weeks, and... There's two things you could tell your daughter right now that would completely change your game and her average would go up 30 pence. Number one, you tell her when the ball's coming into the backswing, make her feel like her funny bone is grazing her side. And number two, when she lets the ball go, tell her to try and feel like her thumb is still outside of her fingers until it passes her ankle. And then she could do whatever she wants with her hand. Ask her to try those two things whenever you feel like she's in a good mood. And then the kid will go out and she'll average 30 pins more a game for the, the, the rest of her practice session. 
And now the dad comes up to my dad and says, Johnny, can you please give my daughter lessons? I'll pay you $100 an hour. And my dad says, no, I don't, I don't want your money. It's not that my dad doesn't want the money. He fucking, he can't come up with shit like that right. throughout every lesson that he's going to give to this person. He sees something that he's noticing. He's like, well, I'll find the one. He's looking for the one big stock. He, he finds the one big stock that'll make you money when it comes to identifying problems with a bowler. But he never, ever, ever wants to play the penny stocks or, or, or fuck around like and sit at the computer all day and deal with stock trades. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, so, I, I completely get it. I mean, again, he's on a whole other level, too. So, I mean, he could be talking about, you know, stuff that you talk about on the show that we... Ocho always asks you to dumb down, like, because we don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And, like, he's on that level. Sure. Um, and it takes a lot of work and a lot of time to do that and a lot of patience. Uh, yeah. and, and, look, he's, what, 76 years old? How old's your dad? Uh, March 3rd, 47. Yeah, 75. Yeah. Right? I don't He'll be know. 76 in March? Yeah. Yeah, because we did the birthday thing last year. Seventy-five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So your dad's your dad's thirty-five years old. I mean, fuck, he just wants to kind of relax and enjoy himself and hang out the ball now. I mean, it's you can't begrudge him that he's like Ocho said, he's fucking earned everything he's gotten. So you know, leave totally, him, in. leave totally. him alone. Fuck, fuck you guys. Go learn from somebody else. <laughs> yeah, that's that's again, that's basically what he does now. So it's uh, you know, it's it's a decision that he made in his brain a long time ago, like like many others you know it's it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks he's set in his ways and it's nice to see that when he it's a shame half the time to see something so prevalent is that the right word and um Mm -hmm. he's and he's and he's kind of like unwilling like if I, i if i have a perfect solution for a problem of his he'd rather stick to his guns of like of of being an asshole about it rather than yeah. taking the advice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, my dad's the same way. He, he's, he's 76. So, I mean, I, I get it. I completely get it. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know if you, uh, if you noticed Ocho has, has left the room. Should we talk shit about him? Yeah. Right. Nah. No, we'll not let worth, him go this time. Not worth it. Mainly right. for, for Gabriella's sake. I mean, it's rude to just get up and walk away. I mean, obviously, it's an audio podcast. I could just edit this part out, but I'm not going to because he's an asshole for walking away. Well, at least he brought a nice logo for our for our show today for us to admire that's in his fair. face while, no, that's, while he was that, gone. That's fair. Uh, so they've recently announced the uh, the awards for 2022. Uh, were you shocked that Belmo uh, won his seventh Chris Schenkel Player of the Year award? No. What about you? What about you, Roach? No. He, I mean, he obviously earned it. I mean, he had a hell of a year last year. Uh, he got 62% of the vote from PBA members and the media, which, you know what? God damn it. Baseball Hall of Fame should do that, too. I was just reading an article that Kurt Schilling uh, and Roger Clemens are going on the veterans ballot uh, next year, which means the fucking players can vote them in in their final year. Uh, they they missed the induction last year on the final year of the, the writers, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Votes. Uh, but writers are fucking assholes and they carry grudges and they shouldn't ever be able to vote on somebody's fucking career when it comes to a Hall of Fame. That really is a shitty thing that it really is. Look, if they're a known, sh- if, if they're a douchebag, that doesn't mean douchebags. That doesn't do with their career. Politics, personality has nothing to do with what you did on the on the field at all. 
you should be voting based on the prerequisites that you have and, and whether or not you think they were, I don't want to say worthy of it, but I mean, you know. Look, Jose Canseco almost made the criteria for the Hall of Fame. There yeah. was no way he was getting in, though. Right, right. Like, you're, it, it's really, it's shameful. It is. But that's why I like bowling, because it's typically, you know, uh, fellow bowlers that vote on it. Just like, you know, the president of the PBA is typically another bowler. I really do want to see a jack dude come in and just freaking start cleaning house and winning everything and then starting the scandal of, like, is he juicing or not? <laughs> like, that's what bowling needs is a fucking scandal. Seriously, think about it. <laughs> You know, it's so funny as I was on the map. (laughs) I was just thinking about something close to what you just said, but a little bit different. Like, obviously, obviously, we know today was election day for the midterms, right? Yeah. Or yesterday. 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 Today's right. Yesterday. Well, well, the results aren't in yet. So, I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, I was going to say they're they're still (laughs) counting. But, like, coming from me, who absolutely despises politics. I absolutely fucking despise it. I absolutely despise it. Even I turned on the goddamn television to watch because of all the hype of the red wave or this mm-hmm. or we, yeah. these these states and this control it, it was like, riveting television for a it little was riveting bit. television <laughs> yep. so i got i got juiced up to watch something that i could give a flying rat's dick not only give a fuck less about but something that i actually like go out like, I go out of my like way you, to you turn flat that out shit hate off. It? Right, right. You, you, I go, you don't, it, I go out it wasn't out like you were channel surfing and you were like, "Oh, I'll watch this." You're like, "The one thing I will never ever watch is this," and there you were <laughs> watching it, dude. I turn, I legit go out of my way to turn that off and those commercials uh, of the dogs in the shelters. Oh yeah, with, with the with the sappy oh, music. The yeah, I, yeah. The Fuck off, those are two things that I'm like, I will end my own life trying to turn these off. Anyway, agreed. Soccer. I am not a soccer fan. I am so excited to watch the World Cup. They got one event that I'll fucking watch, and it lasts a month. I didn't watch any of the regular season of baseball, but I watched every single playoff game. Yep. Fo- football. If it's on when I'm home on Sunday, fine, but I'll watch the Super Bowl. Bowling doesn't have one event. In any capacity, no true spectacle. Gear up for like, oh my god, it's it's the bowling event this year. True, that's where they all get really fucked up and get in a huge bar fight in between squads, and then they go out and and they bowl for a million dollars. Well, you know what? But still, they have their majors. But again, for some reason, it just doesn't seem to hold the mud. That like, look, U.S. Open, tennis, Australian Open, Wimbledon, right? Yes, a French Open. You know, and again, golf. We don't do we need to say it. The Masters, the British, the U.S. and the player. I mean, the PGA. Like, it's you get geared up for it, and that's where. And it could be coverage also. We don't know. And and they're the same. Well, actually, they were a little different, but like they're usually the same every year. U.S. Open in tennis is always like first week of September or like uh, some, you know what I mean? It's always around yeah. Labor Day. Wimbledon is always around like July for like June, end of June, July 4th area. So the consistency has got to be a thing too, but I know it's also depending yes. on if they can get a bowling alley to host a damn event. So, but even uh, back in the day, Ocho, when it was at its hottest, you know, in the eighties on, on, on ABC, Nobody got geared up for the U.S. Open or the Firestone. Right, I mean, that's true. Just, but, but they everybody's watching anyway. Yeah, they're yeah. geared up for bowling in general. Right. They just having to be like, oh, shit, it's a major today. Yes. Well, I guess, right. you know, which... Uh, Unless Pete was going for his, you know, fifth or sixth or whatever at that time, whatever. I mean, maybe that's a big deal. Maybe there's a storyline people were following, but 
people are watching bowling regardless. But uh, yeah, you're right. Well, but the other thing that's what's hard to do is you can't even follow the storyline if you don't know where he's scoring. True halfway. too. Like uh, you know, on True. Tiger when his Tiger Slam, we knew what he did on Thursday, on True. Friday, on Saturday. So, because they covered every single day on, on of course, on absolutely TV. right, right. Yeah. So that's what I was saying. Like maybe it is a network thing. They've never had full network coverage anyway, as far as like you know. Uh, whatever the round robins and everything. Right, right, right. I, I swear, if people watch that, I, I'll give you a little tidbit. I didn't even know how bowling was scored. And then one time, our friend of the show who hasn't watched the show yet, but friend of Howell Lane's, Ron Paget, Rondo, uh, now living in Florida. JP knows him very well. And uh, one of Parker's first sponsors, if I'm not mistaken. And coaches. And oh, he coached also. Yep, sure did. He, Longtime patient of mine, and he beveled out a hole in my bowling ball for me to help me. So what a good right there in my office, right on the table, just start shaving. So uh, I'm spoiled. Anywho, Ocho gets his way. He brought me to the U.S. Open at Carolier, and I had no idea that the, it was scored on a on a 200 point system. Like I didn't know what plus or minus was, and they're like, "Well, they take 200 as the average, and it's it's like par." And I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> And, and now I'm, it's so easy to follow. And I'm like, and I'm listening to people talk and they're like, oh, the, this is a tough shot. I'm figuring, you know, the numbers at probably 200. So you got to probably whatever. But it, it just, it made it that much more interesting. And I was like, what if they showed this? I get it. They, they still got to get it on. T- and at this point it was, you know, 07, 08, maybe. So they were probably paying to have the damn thing on ESPN to begin with. But what if, man, it would have been such a cool thing just to broaden the average fan's horizon a little bit to where they're like, man, I'm not going to miss that next time. And now I understand. Now I have something to follow. Now I can go to a website and see if so-and-so's within the cut line, which, goddamn, that's exciting. It is. Yeah. The thing about it is, is you also need good commentators. True. Like, in other words, if, like, kudos to the PBA for showing the match play rounds coming this season. Yes. But you need brains like ours. And I'm, I'm only, Rob, the only reason I'm pinpointing myself in Ocho right now is our brains are crooked in the way that we're, we're overly observant about the tiniest intricacies, and we probably can't even explain why. Which but would like, be so important that no one would even know mm-hmm. and no one would even see. And if it doesn't happen, we just explain be, it for nothing, but it's still there. Because, and the reason it's so important is because you've got to teach the sport to people. Right now, people only associate bowling with going out with their friends to get drunk, bowl under lights, and, and we're fat and we drink too much and we're, and we're <laughs> just idiots. What they need to learn is, as there's four camera guys out there for those match play rounds and you're filming Thursday, Friday, Saturday, leading to the show on Sunday, you make sure you explain to these people why Ronnie Russell is getting excited at this point. You explain that if, if um, DJ Archer doesn't throw a double in the 10th in game six, that Matt Sanders, who's four lanes over, who we have the second camera on can get up and go strike spare. And then they tie and then there's a roll off and you have to, you have to explain it's, it's you what, gotta paint the story, you have really. to, you've got to paint the story of everything you're watching the same way they do when they're on tour. You know what club they're hitting. You know that Tigers last three times on this holy one, birdie, birdie, birdie. You know which way the green slopes. You know what how many stroke lead he has ahead of second. You can't have people like fucking Randy sitting in there talking about gravy trains and fucking biscuit wheels and 
and more slippery than a, than a, uh, a, a whatever the fuck he said last week than, than yeah. an otter's stomach or some yeah. shit. The damnedest like that. thing is like, and it's and it should be even more important because, like, I, I get pissed off watching golf where, uh, you know, freaking. Uh, Johnny Miller would say, oh, that putt just cost him $40,000. Okay, so the guy went from making 380 grand to 340 grand. I'm not I'm not I'm I'm not crushed for the guy. But right. you're talking now if this dude don't make the cut, he may be out of the exemption status where it's that much more important and I don't mean it's not to like you know, be- pound on their sorrows or their detriment, but it's like, okay, if he doesn't strike here, uh he has to now Pay to freaking bowl next year because he's not exempt. I don't know if that's a thing, but like, you know what I mean? Just because it's that much more important. These guys have regular jobs, most of them. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right about that. And, you know, you, you get there's got to be like some kind of drama, right? I mean, you can't, like, like you said, you and Johnny would be great at breaking down. It's like, I could do the play by play. Who doesn't like a story? You know yeah. what I mean? You Who guys would, like would paint the picture and get the story and, and, and tell people why this means something. And then you'd be the guy that says, and he buried it. And now, right. he, and then, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's like having the, the color commentary versus the play by play guy. And that's I, why I totally get it. That, like you used to say, that's probably why Bo Burton was so good because I think you were the one that said he would do that. Yes. Like he'd, he'd paint. The, the the picture and I don't know I almost feel like they act like they're they're lucky they're on the television now as opposed to setting something up for next time and keeping the storyline because the story still has to continue true but I don't I don't honestly between Rob Stone and, and Randy Peterson I think it's just they're fucking really really good friends and they just feel like they can bullshit and do their inside jokes and all that and you know try to put themselves over instead of putting the talent over that's on the lanes. Yeah. I mean, I, I know they, they say how good they got these guys bowl and things like that, but like, you're, they're still not, I learned nothing as far as the, the people that are bowling. I mean, of course, unless it's Belmo or something like that. And of course the cream always rises to the top, but it, it, it would be fun to find out about. I, here's a, here's a case in point. So first of all, I didn't even know they bowled that many games. Right. Until I went to Carolier. I didn't even know they bowled. It was 48 games that week. I was like, I figured they bowled like, I thought it was like a bunch of leagues, and then they figure out who's the top guys. So that was one thing. And I'm like, man, when I bowl three games, I'm spent. Yeah. And these guys are bowling freaking eight-game blocks, four, you know, four or five times, and then match play round robin, all this shit. So the uh, I, I it, when, when I was there for another time, a local guy, Pro shop owner John Fury, local guy, made the cut. Was in round in 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 like match play. Wound up missing TV by only like six spots, and he threw the only three hundred at that tournament all week. And they never made. And they actually did like a, a two day thing about it, and they didn't make one mention of him. His name never came up one single time mm-hmm. in the tournament, in the in the broadcast, and either broad they did Saturday and Sunday broadcast. And neither time did they mention him or show him on TV. And he was in the round robin shit. Johnny he missed on I think, something. I think we're a little partial to John because those feats happen weekly. Right. And they, 
at least should have mentioned him like on the TV show. They should have put like Sean made it tournament, tournament average, 300 games for the event, one John Fury. Yeah, didn't even, and usually they would do that. And at one time they got a local guy. Yeah. They, he didn't do it. Go figure. Right. Typically, Bo would do that. About, what I was going to say in response to you about the commentating is there's a couple issues that I see. Number one, although I have a problem with this, and like I've never talked to you guys about this, when I turn on like Fox NFL Sunday or shit like that, the guys that are commentating at the halftime show is Terry Bradshaw, Michael Strahan. There's a couple other guys in there. That I James can't think Brown of. and uh, is that Boomer? No, Boomer's on NBC, Boomer. uh, CBS. So you, you know, Jimmy Johnson you, you like, or uh, Jimmy Johnson's on that one. Yeah, yeah they're they're qualified. It's all people that have been in the industry, been involved in the sport, right? Which I think sucks for aspiring journalists. I, I think it sucks for people that. Well, James Brown to, is the only guy I think that isn't. Yeah, he's yeah, now, but he's kind of the anchor guy. He's the anchorman. Yeah, I mean, right. they always have the one the one main guy. One the, guy. The, yeah. But, oh, Howie Long! Shit! Yeah, Howie Long. I don't forget Howie Long. But right. the, the problem in bowling with the commentating is Randy. I personally feel that although Randy's got a great career now, Randy's career was cut a little short because of uh, like a sh- couple shitty things, like the thing that happened in the arena when he was trying to make the exempt tour. Right. So Dude, I, I think that's think, where I got that from. I think that's where I got that story from, where he wasn't going to bowl if he didn't make that strike or something like that. Is that is that a real right. thing? Yeah, he just became a full-time commentator at that oh, point. Shit. Go ahead. But I think that he's still got a little bug up his ass, yeah. and a lot of times I think that they kind of want to. He kind of wants to make it a little bit more about him than the bowlers. So you never see that really happen with the NFL commentators. So kudos to them. They usually give credit where credits deserve, and they don't really shit on anybody or go out of their way to talk about how good they were when they were out there. And then Rob, not he's not James Brown. He's a guy that knows nothing about bowling. And that bothers me because Rob Stone's been doing this long enough that he should at least know what a guy needs in the 10th frame to win a fucking major. Yeah. And, and the, he doesn't. And Randy is kind of so soaked up in his jokes and himself that he misses the boat on letting the general public know what's happening. So now, not only are we watching a sport that the majority of people know nothing about or how to keep score or anything like that, now we're watching two guys that don't even know how to talk about it. Rob and I were talking before before we came on air about how we've both been watching candlepin bowling. Yep. I did not know that a game was called a string. I now know that a game is called a string. I know that they don't call it a bucket; they call it a diamond. I know that the two four five or the three five or the uh, three five six is called a triangle. I know how hard it is to throw a fucking turkey or a four-bagger. And I understand that the dead wood on the fucking deck is very important for a lot of shots that otherwise would be impossible to make in regular bowling. Right. I've started to understand the scoring system because the commentating is consistent, like you said earlier. Like, I can't do that when I turn on bowling. It just looks like, oh, I turn on bowling today and I see Terrell Owens and Nelly. And then I turn on this week and I see a guy that looks like Bob Ross. And then this guy throws it with two hands. Okay. And that's, they're kind of just throwing bowling balls. And there's no explanation and no, no story and no, you know, just imagine you put on the NFL and the play, the, the play by play guy is someone who's never watched football before. And it's like the guy in the middle 
Number 12 comes back and he's, I, I, he throws it. Is that illegal? Is that, what, what is he doing? He's throwing the ball. He's, the other team caught it. Now what happens? Like, just think about that with like, the absurdity. Give, uh, well, I mean, they, they expect the people turning, tuning in to watch bowling already know. Like, they're not trying to get the casuals. They're not trying to get the no, people but, that but may the, not understand it. The announcer doesn't know. And the announcer's like, hey, what do we call this? And, like, I remember when he first started commentating, he would crack Joe. He was, said he's from soccer yeah. and literally admitted he doesn't know anything about bowling. And he was calling uh, Parker, Peter Parker. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's why I love guys like... But he was was fucking his name up bad. But I mean, even a guy like Jim Nance, who played football, but I mean, he was still a fantastic golf commentator because he knew how to fucking paint the picture. He knew how to tell the story. That's all you need. Roommates at Freddie Couples, too. There's a lot of commentators that are great at doing exactly... Chris Schenkel. They can do both, yep. Or radio announcers. Radio announcers are probably the best in the world because you can't see what's going on listening at home or driving in your car but they give you every single distinct, minute detail to paint the picture for you. By the way, off subject, can you guys hear the dog barking? Yes. A little bit. That dog is like way across the fucking street, and I'm on the balcony on the second floor. It's a good microphone. Well, fuck, man. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm going to have another cigarette. It's fine. That's the reason I came out here, so you have to deal with fucking Milo or whoever that is. Well, remember, we had the tree frog issue, so we're good now. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. Dude, does Milo shut up, though? Like, So getting back to no, the year-end awards. Favorite's dog. <laughs> um, that fucking dog never, ever shuts up. Never. Never shuts up. Never. Ever. And then these neighbors and those neighbors are two neighbors right here. They both have bloodhounds out of nowhere. Interesting. And they're both loud and tall and big and scary. All right. So the I rookie of the year, uh, the Harry Golden oh. rookie of the year. Uh, Santu to have an to have an to have an Anian to Harry what Tagovailoa yeah uh, he won the rookie of the year Jake Peters won his second straight Steve Nagy sportsmanship award Ryan Schaefer named the community service award winner uh, and yeah like I said Belmo won his record tying seventh player of the year award who would he tie with was it uh, Walter Ray. Yes. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Uh, what else happened this week? We have the PGA, uh, PGA, Christ, a PBA regional recap. Uh, Pete Weber won title number 56. So uh, congratulations to him. Uh, 56? Yeah, 56. Uh, oh, total. Oh, okay. Overall title. What's the breakdown? Uh, what's the breakdown of that? Which one? Well, he didn't do them all in the. PBA tour. Well, there's regional and there's there's national. Oh, right, 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 right. So it's a combined total fifty six title. Come on, try to keep up, man. You've been doing the show for a while now. No, it is. Uh, I have, dude. Can you think about that for a second? In our lifetimes, Walter Ray Williams Jr. and Pete Weber have combined to win over two hundred bowling tournaments. That's disgusting. Yeah, and there's and there's not that many bowled in a year. Even that's with what regionals and whatnot, like that's like they've they've won. They probably won Dude, a my third goal of the in, tournaments they entered. Correct. My goal in my bowling life is to make one TV show, one. And my other goal in life is to shoot this dog and get away with it because he's fucking ruining my show right now. Like, sh- shut the fuck up, man. He must have heard me. Let's ask now, him in a month a what car. his goals are. Yeah, they're still the same. 
then like I'm, I'm gonna be like, okay, shit, that's pretty bad. <laughs> oh, now he's just doing it on purpose. Now he's just trying to be a dick. He's mocking you. Yes, no, he is. He is. Throw some. Frank. Throw some. Don't they run out of breath? The poor guy's got a bad back. Christ, right no, and like, know. what is he barking? What is he barking at? I don't know. The know. tree frogs, probably. Is it, should I go back inside? Am I ruining the show right no, now? No, you're dog? fine, man. Just keep, nah, it's making it good. No, it is. It's, it's adding intrigue to the show. There you go. Team USA set to compete at the 2022 IBF World Cup in Queensland, Australia. Johnny just, fuck. Johnny just left. What's IBF? Ear to bowel, I butt something. I butt fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, at least the fucking dog isn't barking. That'd anymore, be IDK. So yeah. I don't know. Not IBF. Yeah, I shut the fuck up. Um, STFU. I swear to God, dude. Something, something GD. The fucking dog knocked the internet out from barking. I, I don't doubt that. Yeah, no, I mean that's a pretty loud bark. I can, I can see that. So uh, I want to say something. Uh, <laughs> I'm still. I haven't done my research. The dog's still barking. Yep. I haven't done my research, but I'm still like unsure about Santu winning Rookie of the Year. I'm still not happy about it. Okay. So until I actually do my research, I'm just going to publicly say that congratulations to him. That Santu, this is nothing against you, but my brain uh, thinks somebody we, else. We might be saying we it. might be saying fuck you in next week just to give you a heads up. Yeah, yeah just a preemptive and, uh, fuck you. The other ones, Schaefer with or who got the community service award? Him or Jake? Whoever got it. 100 percent deserves it because they're both service servicing giants. They're both awesome. Oh yeah, Jake must have gotten a, a sportsmanship award. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. Jake sportsmanship, Schaefer community service, hundred percent awesome for both. Player of the year, no brainer. Unfortunately, I wanted it to be Simo, but it was a no brainer for uh, for Belmo. And the cool thing about all the RPI guys that made it is it's going to be nice that I get to see all my friends January 2nd through the 5th when they come out to Vegas to bowl that tournament. That's awesome. Hopefully I'm able to walk by fucking January. That'd be awesome. Um, Kevin uh, Kevin McCune finished second, Johnny, uh, rookie of the year, and Brandon Runk finished third. So just Does it show there. by how much McCune finished second? Uh, 28% of the vote uh, as opposed to uh, Santu getting 51% of the vote. Wow. Probably because he was on TV a couple times and he made it on, on the league team. He should thank Norm Duke for his Rookie of the Year award. <laughs> I'm so mean right now. I'm sorry. He earned, well, well, explain it. Well, I mean, hold on. He, he earned 31000 last year. He had a two sixteen average, uh, topped all rookies. Uh, three top fi- three top 25s and two top 10 finishes. Uh, Runner-up at the Storm Cub, uh, Colorado Springs Open, where he also shot 300 during qualifying. So he finished higher than any rookie this season. So, I mean, uh, based on stats. All right, fine. Damn it. Fuck. All right, good. All right. But what were you What were you going to say just to just to play all the drama? About what? I don't know. You were going to say something and I cut you off. Or Ocho asked you a question or I don't fucking know. Yeah, what? No, what was um uh what what Norm Duke do to get? Oh, yeah, there you go. What? Oh, you see, selected him to a PBA league team. Mm-hmm. So he got That's more right. television exposure. That's right. You mentioned that last week. Well, Santu, uh, eh, fuck you anyway. So, moving well, on. Congratulations, Santu. <laughs> not, not fuck you, Santu. I, I was just proven by the facts that he was deserving of it. I, I was just taken back by Kevin McCune's performance at the Peterson. So, made me, made me watch him a lot more intently than I 
normally would have. And then when I just saw him smoking, like, he just, I, I don't know. I, I, I have my own personal reasons why I felt McCune was more deserving of it. And uh, I think moving forward, I'm going to be proven right. But I was proven wrong this year, and it's like lanolin, like, like sheep's wool. And we just have to move forward and away from it now at this point. Well, let me just say on my behalf, and this goes for nobody else on this show. Fuck you because I can't pronounce your last name. Is that fair? Yeah, it is a tough one. It is. Team USA set to compete at the 2022 IBF World Cup in Queensland, Australia. And Ocho wanted to know what the IBF was or what it stand for. Do Do you know, Johnny? International Bowling Federation. There you go. How fucking hard is that to figure uh, out, Joe? Come on. So, it's, right. so it's not. It's not. I. That's, that's that. not right. That's not. I have right. no idea. I, I don't. It's know probably either. the International <laughs> Bowling Foundation. Uh, I don't know. Is that a picture of my back? Yes. No, that's the logo. No, that's the logo that's with the, logo. the face this time. Yeah. Hashtag fun bags. <laughs> Hashtag lo- <laughs> lovely logo. Uh, Team USA is comprised of Stephanie Johnson, uh, Brianna Cote, Daniel Mc- Danielle McEwen, Jordan Richard. Uh, the men's team will be Jacob Buttruff, AJ Johnson, Chris Prather, and Kyle Troop. Uh, this year's World there Cup is. Go ahead, Johnny. There is so much talent in those eight names. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Which, by the way, I heard Steph- Stephanie posted that she had a few hiccups getting there, but she made it safely. I wonder if she had like some layovers or whatever it was, because that's a long trip as it is. So very long again? hiccup. Queensland, Australia. Very long. Trip. Oh my stars! Yeah. Oh man! Oh, Josie, Josie. So it's like oh, twenty four oh, oh, oh. hours to get. It's like twenty. It's like a day to get there with no problems. And they're like in the Pretty future, much. like that's how far you got to go. You're literally going. Yeah, to the I know. You have to go to tomorrow. Yeah, they're like thirteen hours ahead or something like that. It's crazy. I wish they tell me who won the Penguins game because I have them tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to think that was a thing when I was a kid. Me too. <laughs> you know what else I used to do when I was a kid? I used to tell my mother to have my grandmother email or uh, mail me all of the Monopoly puzzle pieces from Florida. <laughs> yeah. And then I would tell my dad to make sure he ate at McDonald's at least once in every state when he would drive like to California for the West Coast swing <laughs> because I felt that different states would distribute different pieces and I would win the million dollars. And then one year, my mother is on the phone with my grandmother and I have like I have Park Place, and you need Boardwalk for the million dollars. Mm-hmm. My mom calls from downstairs, and she goes, "Hey, John, the grandmother said she got a blue piece. You were looking for a blue piece." And I was like, "Yeah, Boardwalk is. Does she have it?" And she goes, "It's men. It's Baltic. Yeah, your grandmother <laughs> thinks it's Boardwalk, but she doesn't have her glasses." And I'm like, what do you mean? Just, so they're teasing oh, you about a million dollars? dollars? Oh no, then she goes, no, I'm sorry, John. It's Park Place. I'm like, how bad are grandma's eyes? No shit, right? Like, that's, that's two like, words. That's like, not like, one it's, word. It's Pennsylvania Railroad. Sorry, yeah. John. Yeah, sorry, sorry, John. It's Mediterranean, my bad. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's Mediterranean. <laughs> Hey, look, you still get $4 a month in rent. Look, Connecticut's technically blue. It's azure. <laughs> I don't know why. All right, sorry, like- babe. Sorry, I'm sorry. Maybe next time we'll get Marvin Gardens because that's at least a big screen TV. <laughs> it's 
fucking great. Uh, I actually know the Monopoly board yes, in order, so yes. like I hate that I know that. Yeah, you, me too. You know too many things. So, so, I, so. But speaking of you know the whole future thing, like the, this Y two K. Remember when they were showing like everybody having New Year's like in order, and Australia's was first, and it was like. I forget. I don't know. It was like eight hours ahead or 10 hours ahead of us or something like that. And I was like, all right, shouldn't all their shit have shut down by now? <laughs> exactly. And I'm yeah. like, well, if theirs didn't, then we're good. So it was a fun night instead of, you know, all that noise. You're watching Australia, yeah. China, fucking Japan. Yeah, we're going and in order. And I'm yeah. like, and if it happens to them, we should be better prepared now. Let's bunker. Let's hunker down. Let's get our shit done. And See, I thought, like, if Japan definitely went down, like, we were fucked because, like, they make all our electronics and shit like that. So that was the one I was watching the most. But, uh, yeah, I think my mom still has, like, water from fucking 1999 uh, because of Y2K. Uh, finally, the 2022 PBA Regional Players Invitational returns to South Point Bowling Plaza in Las Vegas. Uh, the regional featuring 132 of the best PBA Regional Tour players over the course of the 2022 season. Uh, will be held January 2nd through the 5th, 2023, at South Point in Vegas. Johnny, going to go there to watch? You know what? I absolutely am going to go and, and watch, and I'll tell you why. I the same. I don't watch a lot of um, NCAA football. I'll be honest. I don't really watch a lot of NFL, but I'm, I'm, I'm way more into the NFL than I am NCAA football. But diehard NCAA football fans, and I agree with this, have always said to me, NCAA is where it's at because every single player on that field is playing to try and make it into the NFL. Right. Like they are playing hard every fucking play. Right. And I respect that. And for free. I mean, the scrubs are playing for free. We know what's going on with this, you know, but, but they're, it's all heart and it's all determination and it's all, uh, for the love of the game. It ain't for money. That's for sure. At that point. So these, these 130 regional players, these are guys that have committed every single weekend of their time to traveling to these random bowling centers in like bumfuck Middletown, Delaware, and all these far out there places that have nothing but a gas station and a fucking Denny's. Oh, Neonta, New York. Yeah, exactly. And they're driving out to all these places every weekend with their wives, their children. They're staying in random hotels at the cheapest rate they could possibly get. To bowl in these tournaments that have an average first place prize of fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars, and we know the cost of living right now between food, you, you you driving to an event that's three hours away with your wife and your two kids, you need food for all of you. You need a hotel room for at least one night. Your expenses are probably upwards of seven or seven fifty, or you know it could be. Dude, you're barely yeah. breaking even if you win this damn thing. Holy shit. So they're going out there, all these events, just to earn enough points to be able to go and compete in this event where it's a bigger prize fund. You're in the the palace of bowling now, and you're bowling against everybody that's as hungry as you doing the same shit in their respective regions of the country. So I definitely go and watch that tournament because those are all the guys that fucking still want it, that still crave it, that, that still have that dream that dream is still keeping them all going to a certain extent. And that's, yeah, I'll go watch the RPI for that. And for that alone. Ocho. Got anything to say as we wrap it up here? No. 
this turned out to be a good show considering I wanted nothing to do with bowling tonight. It always does, like, Johnny. It's all, I was gonna, and there's airplanes flying over you. Like, dogs barking, yeah, airplanes. There's, like, there's a spotlight after you tree now. frogs. Like, there, this is like in like war games. Did the you FBI is outside. Tonight, tonight, with all due respect, considering the only things I could do is what you guys can see me doing right now, and that's lay down. You're going to have to deal with the fucking noise so I can smoke some cigarettes. <laughs> that's exactly show. right. No, that's exactly right. Uh, it's fine. Like it's like he was, he's been so bored, he became a super hacker. Now he's hacked into the system. The Whopper's going to blow up freaking Russia, playing global thermonuclear war. Shall we what play happened? a where, game? Where are you guys going right now? What happened? It's war games, man. War games. You never seen a movie? Matthew Broderick? Is, that, is it from like the 60s? 80s. 80s. Wouldn't you prefer a good game of chess? Greetings, Professor Falcon. Hello, Joshua. And I hate that they type out and speak. Hello, Joshua. You need to I, watch. I'm going to head out. Yeah, you need to watch that, Johnny. All right, uh, Ocho, what's your Twitter handle? Matthew Broderick, man. By the way, uh, Dr. Ocho, thank you for sending me the Marietta, Georgia position to, uh, or what's it called, that stretch? <laughs> the Marietta, I live there. How the hell did you come up with that? The Marietta, Georgia. What's that from? Oh, we great bowling alley there. Runs I bowled a 299 at Marietta Lanes. Beautiful bowling alley. It wasn't. It is now. Is it's a, a Brunswick. Well, it was. It was a Brunswick Zone facility with, with extremely upscale bar and like lounge area. And it was open twenty four hours a day. So I, I'd go there with a uh, John L. That's when John L. gave me a bowling ball. He came down to visit. We played a bunch of golf and had some soda pop. And then, uh, like a month later, I bowled a two ninety nine with it. I were open. I used to bartend, and then we'd go there at like two a.m. and they'd let us run down and kick the pins over and everything. They were wicked fun over there. They were really yes. wicked fun. Yes. Uh, the best is stole my candy. Uh, go ahead, Rob. Take it away, buddy. At the Doctor Ocho on Twitter, Johnny's at JPJR07. I am at Rad Rob Gang. We appreciate you guys listening to this episode of Straight Up Five with Johnny Petraglia Jr. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to this edition of Straight Up 5 with Johnny Petraglia Jr. You can follow the show on Twitter at Straight Up 5 Pod. Follow Johnny Jr. at JPJR07. Follow Rad Rob at Rad Rob Gaming. And follow Dr. Ocho at the DR Ocho. Got a question for Johnny? Send your questions to straight up five podcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next time for another edition of Straight Up Five with Johnny Petraglia Jr. Right here on the Red Rob Radio Network. I love that fucking outro. So good. Guys, I love you. I got to piss like the dickens. All right, Johnny. To you. Love you too, buddy. We'll see you, man. I'll talk to you guys over the the, the texts for the uh, night. I did. Later. Later. You going to? Yeah, soon. <laughs> I got no- Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.